Hey everybody, this is Sam and you're listening to the Deep End Podcast, the show that provides you with juicy relationship, intimacy and personal development tips and tools. A podcast for deep thinkers and feelers who love personal growth and want to experience healthy relationships and a thriving life. Today I have a guest called Emma Baker. So rather than doing things the way I would normally do by introducing Emma and telling you all these amazing things about her what I'm going to do is share about my first encounter with Emma which was at a live event called Enlightenment in the Bedroom it was an in-person workshop sort of lecture kind of um, experience and I just remember like picking my jaw up off the ground after she finished speaking and like just being in absolute awe and amazement by this woman's transmission and the way that she was able to articulate and hold herself in presence and in devotion to herself, her work and to the people that were listening. And it was one of the most, yeah, it's, you know, when you hear someone speak, it just stands out. Like I've seen a lot of people speak. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of stuff, but like this one transmission that you gave lit me up in so many ways. And this is part of the reason why I wanted you on my podcast, because I want to share your magic with the world. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that was a fun, fun conversation and equally um, unhinged as today will be. So that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I loved about it. You were just like straight in there. So <laughs> deep dive, deep dive. And that's what we're doing today. We're jumping straight into the deep end. So Emma and I just had a quick little brief check in before we hit record. And I was like, we need to, we need to, we actually need to get on and have this conversation live on the podcast. So yeah, let's start with what's alive for you right now? What have you been moving through? Mm. So I facilitated an event, an in-person one that I do, Rapture, last week. And I felt like it It took me three times of rescheduling for this event this time. It was like, because the last one initiated me so deeply in so many ways as, as a facilitator and as a woman that is coordinating these places that, I feel like it took me a good five months to integrate that. And so there were so many times that I was like, yes, no, like I'd, I'd say yes, then I'd cancel. And then this one made a lot of sense that when I said yes to it, this in-person event, it was like, oh no, sometimes it's not about healing. It's just like the timing is meant to be when it's meant to be. It's not about anything, but just surrendering it to when you know. And so I had a really deep, uh, experience at my own event where I realized how much I'd shifted from the prior one and there was so much more human to human connection at this one less um, less walls that I'd created as a facilitator with my audience and with my clients and with the people receiving me and so as a quick story of a big experience for me I um, rapture to me is like she's the disco ball you know like she's the woman that desires to have it all the ceremony and uh, the cacao and the champagne like she's both sides of the coin and um so there was this really shiny dress that got delivered on my bed the day before and I felt this like fear in wearing it in my room which has never been my experience before for a long time it was like this oh, you can't do that. You're going to really stand out. And I was like, wow, this is really new for me to this level. Like it was a real deep calling of like fear of having women feel um, inferior or um, 
Yeah, because they were, as all my raptures, the women are invited to wear white. And I was like, oh, they're going to be in white. I can't do that. That's really like, yeah. So I was, I was traveling this. And so at my event, I actually decided to, in front of the women, explain my process. And in front of them, I got undressed and put the sparkly dress on in front of them as a ceremony and as a rebirth for myself. And they were all around and they chose the song for me. And I took, I was behind the staircase and I was getting undressed. And then I was like, what am I doing? This is the most powerful part of being witnessed in this is me actually transitioning because I was still hiding. And so I went in front of them and I took off my white and then I, right at the end of the event. And it feels like this last week I've been traveling so much humbling of where I haven't been seen in that, seen in the insecurity, seen in, you know what, I'm actually scared and I don't, this is what's actually alive for me rather than pushing myself into the dress and wearing it. It's like, how could I, how can I expose myself? And so I'm really in a space at the moment of humbling myself because I can feel this after. So the day after rapture, I was sitting there and I could feel such a deep integration of that. But also this part of me that's like, I can't get to the next space in, in my life. It's next extension of success and impact being more than what I've been and doing more than what I've done. And I knew that I had to choose that it's just like it was, and it's not just because it was like, oh, it's cool phase to go. I can't, you know, there's like a lot of lingo. It's like, and I'm like, but no, in my life, it was physically impossible. I have a one-year-old and a business and I was like, whoa, this has called me into expansion and I can't actually do it unless I let go. And so this whole week has been um, a deep dive into all part and then taking my clients on the same journey (laughs) yeah wow like what a transmission as you shared that I was with you like in that room imagining you surrounded by in a circle of women in white dresses and you or white outfits and you just like undressing yourself and bearing all being seen in that like chills chills just washed over me what a powerful moment to and what a transmutational moment as well. And now yeah. the initiation, you know. Self-chosen initiation. Well, no, not no. It was just like this is, yeah, I think that was a part of me. I was just so sick of holding on to the way I've done things, you know, in my life. And had this fear that if I choose to really be humbled, that those things that I've done and achieved and and you know, and have experienced in my life would then become void. It's like, no, just like humbling is required to go to this, to continue. Yeah, and expanding your capacity to hold yourself in all of you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The thing that you just said that really resonates because it's literally landed for me this morning, the self-choosing. I really want to speak into that. How often do we abandon ourselves, especially like not going to do, but typically I will go there. I'm going to go there. Typically Mm -hmm. as women, we abandon ourselves more than what men do. There's, there's research to back this, go fact check it. I don't know. I've read it somewhere, but like, yeah, Yeah, we have this like innate nature to, to please and serve and to nurture. Mm. And when it's done shadowy, like unconsciously, you know, this is when it all comes out when we don't choose ourselves, we don't, we abandon ourselves. So 
you said something before we jumped on here that I really want to like kind of journey into is that initiation but the self-choosing and what your journey has been like that when you've been initiated into that so I guess the piece I'm seeing here is like choosing all of you and being whole with that you know yeah it's like yeah I've had so much fear in these parts that I have claimed in myself this week um and just small subtle ways you know of choosing myself in a moment where I'm actually having fear and being seen in it in the moment but there's a lot of ways where I used to hold myself and be a strong woman you know not and that was not choosing me it's crazy how that can be such a paradox of like I'm strong but that actually none of that serves as a woman of being strong it's like in any area of my life every time I feel like I'm strong I'm deflecting support, I'm deflecting being seen, I'm deflecting being held, I'm deflecting opening. It's like I, my, and my partner said this to me a couple of weeks ago, I was in a transmission and I was like, I need to be stronger or something. And he's like, you don't need to be strong at all. And I was like, you're so right. I was like, I don't want to be strong. And the paradox of feeling like as a woman, when we're, when we're strong and independent in any area, for me personally, it's deflecting the possibility of connection. And so choosing the parts of me that were I wasn't enabling myself to go into where I was self-manipulating or controlling or hiding or shaming, shaming inside of myself or an insecurity or a moment that just like something was arising. Or I noticed even in last week I took a pregnancy test because there was so much going on. It's like where do we as women even like, not honor our experience of how much we can feel because of hormones or the moon or the pregnancy or like it's like oh, oh all deflection of you know and yeah choosing yeah. this has been like equal parts like last night it was raining and I was at my partner's and I went up and I was naked and I just was on the balcony and it was like more joy that I felt in like ever in a way that like I ran up the stairs and I could feel my inner child was like more innocent than I've ever experienced it like <laughs> it was kind of like my inner child finally got set free from carrying the weight of the world and it was like I'm free and it would just and then I cried after and even driving here to my mom's today I cried I was like I danced in the rain and it wasn't the thing so I felt in it my partner's like wow you're innocent wow and I'm like yeah choosing us and choosing that darkness and choosing the things that are so genuinely scary, but not just choosing to go internal with it, like choosing to walk in it, choosing that every moment is an opportunity to let down the wall and I'll be strong. Like choosing to be seen in it. Because this is that's what we do, we hide it. And it's so fucking wild how synchronistic this conversation is in terms of the pieces that you're moving through. Because I feel like this is happening for not just me, but a lot of female-bodied people across the world. Like I've had, I just listened to the podcast with um Baylana and B uh, Blue with uh what's his name? Aubrey. Aubrey, yeah, the rising of the goddess within, and just this fucking beautiful conversation around and that was recorded ages ago but um yeah I danced in the rain too this is after the full moon in Gemini probably yeah yeah last week it was fucking no, it was it was last like, night for me wow you danced in it last night 
okay, I did that last week during the day. I thought you said night and I was like, when was this? Yeah, dancing in the rain. And it's such a cleansing purification to be, you know, hit with the the water that's coming from the sky. Like it just, to be amongst the elements as well, like connecting with the wild woman within, like there's just this part that comes through. Hey, I I noticed last week I was recording myself because I was like, I want to fucking share this just to be a permissionist, you know, to give people permission that it's okay to dance in the rain. And um, I did it with my housemate and I remember feeling like I should be working. I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing that. Like the self-judgment. What are my clients going to think if they see me dancing up here? I had like my bathers on from earlier in the day and I was like, I'm just fucking recording it right now. But all that self-criticism of like not even myself giving myself permission to do that. Right. Yeah. And it's like the action is the thing. It's like, I say in like the self-actualized woman to me is the woman that lives with eyes open, you know, that doesn't close them to figure it out, that opens them and sees what's next. And it is, it's like, oh, and we're, and I feel like we're all guilty of like hiding and deflecting out of what's possible and just moving forward and moving and, and creating that safety of going, this is an action that feels really good, you know, and there were so many actions that I was so afraid of until now that it's like, fuck I have never felt so connected to nature in my life because of this it's like when we come home it's like we're connected to everything again but when we deflect from those parts of ourselves including our darkness there is equal parts liberation that can't exist you know and that's through experiencing it now like I would have known it but it's like when you embody it it's like like, give me this over anything anything yeah anything like who cares about the successful business and all that's just a given right but it's like how do you feel in it how do you feel in it it's interesting because as you were sharing that what came through for me was an experience I recently had with a man that I've just started sort of like connecting with and I dressed up for him Sunday night I got kinky as fuck and I got (laughs) seen I got seen in my slut and I fucking loved it and I loved it so much because it it didn't it, it you yeah you know meeting somebody who can meet you on that level is amazing I've tried with other men and it just sort of thrown them but he met me and then I was gonna do a strip tease for him and I was like I'm standing there like in my heels I put heels on and everything did my makeup just so devotional I was like hey I'm feeling really nervous right now. I don't know what to do but I'm like trying to yeah, shake it all I'm out like really strong, but I'm like <laughs> I'm like I, I imagine myself being like Beyonce, just slaying this strip tease and this lap dance. And I'm there like, my little girl's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Um, so that was a very beautiful experience. And I'm noticing how like this thread that you're speaking into of like claiming the darkness, how can we just be seen in our insecurity and just own that that insecurity is there? Like, I don't need to do anything with it. I just named it. <laughs> And then I was able to kind of like get on with it. It's like, all right, sit down. Let me sit on your face now. (laughs) Right. Yes. And it's, and it's like, it's insane when you realize that last night I expressed a lot of what's been in life. Me, my partner was away for four days and I was like, can I just share it from this place? It's like, you've never been more beautiful to me. And he's like, this is the most beautiful I've ever seen you. And it was me sharing all parts. And it's like, Wow. And also felt his level of um, feeling met. And it didn't matter about the thing. 
And then after we had wild sex and I was like calling out his devil to like dance with me pretty much. And it was like so clean and so like this other level. And then I cried after. I was like, I'm so liberated, you know, like these things exist, but it is. It's like they can't, unless they're both there, they can't be met. This is the thing. It's like the self-choosing and the self-loving and a self-acceptance. I think within all of that, it's the self-acceptance, not trying to change ourselves, like just loving ourselves as we are. Being able to express from that level of authenticity creates such a deeper level of intimacy. And like, it sounds like you had this moment of like, wow, is this actually possible? What else is possible if we're able to reach this, like this wild you know, level of like liberation, what else is possible? What what more freedom can I experience? How much more of this can I create? Does that resonate? Yeah, feel, yeah absolutely. But it's also like, where are my insecurities holding me back from my desires? Where it's like, and that's mm. tangible, right? But it's like, no, but how, it goes so deep that it's like where we shame our insecurities, we're also not able to step into the version of us that can liberate our desires and meet our partner in environments or spaces that actually deep down we want to experience and it's like feeling that sense of self-control that's actually a shadow it's like Mm. when we it's like they they both just come into fruition when that ownership like you said that self-acceptance exists and being seen in it it's like wow now I actually feel so much possibility in meeting myself and the desires that I actually know I want and I can claim them and not because of anyone outside of myself and, and insecurities just die because they just, they become less um, traction to your life. It's like that moment of putting on the shiny disco ball, sparkly dress, you know, like, <laughs> literally, literally. yeah, like leaning into that insecurity and revealing what that desire actually is and claiming it, but going through the whole transmutational process, being witnessed and seen in that. Yes, yes, literally. That's a liberation because no longer are you hiding this insecurity or allowing it to be seen. The shame is dissipating in the moment of being witnessed. And that's medicinal because it gives permission to other women, not just in a container like that, but in a relationship or whatever, which way they're, you know, choosing to honor their insecurities, to reveal their desires. You doing that just has such a ripple effect. Yeah. So tell me more about like your initiation into this self-actualized, like I feel that I get initiated all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a thing on resentment. And then I'm like, okay, all my fucking resentment pieces are coming up. Like, fuck. (laughs) Well, I feel like that's why I love being a facilitator and doing this work. I've been doing it for like 20 years. No, not 20 years, like 15 years, this work, it's like the only thing I've ever known is facilitating in different ways in different spaces. It's like I was born there. And the thing I love the most is the opportunity of how it gives me space to become a better woman. When I create spaces, it's like it's, it's always my own medicine, you know, and it's not necessarily that I'm not in a space that I can't facilitate. It's that I always go deeper. There's always availability for me to claim more or experience more and every single Every single thing that I birth into this world is always, always serving me, you know, if I'm able to access it. And this self-actualized woman, (laughs) whoa, 
like the transmission that comes through me and then I get to choose it's been so humbling but so powerful like for me self-actualized means living with eyes wide open I lived a life years ago where I would access states of bliss and um, acceptance and quiet and abundance and gratitude in meditation with my eyes closed and I realized that was a shadow for my reality of what I actually wanted when I opened them and I mm-hmm. it was a place where I would actually run from myself was me being in ritual whereas actually I realized that when I opened my eyes nothing made sense nothing actually met the experience that I was trying to seek inside I didn't have friends that I desired to be grateful for. I didn't have a partner that I was like deeply connected to. I didn't have abundance. I had a house that did not reflect the space inside. And so I started to self-actualize. I was like, I'm sick of living and accessing states with my eyes closed that I know I can access here on earth that I came here to live. And I know that there's a version of me that lives and embodies that, that can experience it, that can, like now it's like there's no separation to me. I live that way and I live in all of it. I live in the cry. I live in the grief. I'm, yeah. And so this initiation has been a deepening of that, of like self-actualizing myself as whole and complete and also tangibly taking the, the movements that have us create the relationships, the business, the the lifestyle, the family, the whatever it is that that reflects what we see inside because there was always this undercurrent version of me that I would taste and I was over tasting it. I was like, how do I just choose it? Not feel like I've got a quantum leap, even though it is, but it's not about going to a different state to therefore accessing the quantum and bringing it in. It's like, no, no, no. It's actually like eyes open, like pay the bill or speak to the lover or break up with the lover or choose the lover. Or like, you know, they're the quantum leaps is like the actions that we take. And so, um, it's been awakening in the in a different sense of the word for me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you in that. I hear you in that. It's like the choices that we make have a ripple effect and they have a they have a uh, like yeah, for choosing to avoid whatever it is, we're not cho- we're choosing to not claim what we actually desire. And by choosing what we desire, we have to do the thing. Despite the fear of rejection, despite the fear of abandonment, despite the fear of, you know, whatever the fear is that comes up, there too for me that I currently am journeying. But like, despite any of that, just leaning into love. And it sounds so light and love and cliche, but like love in the sense of like all encompassing love. Like, how can you love unconditionally and love fully and wholly, but like embody that, embody that love? Because love is such a fucking excuse my French, I swear a bit, but like the love that we can have and hold for ourselves when we're ugly crying (laughs) and the love that we can hold ourselves when we're succeeding, you know, like even when we're succeeding and actually getting what we want, there's shame around that sometimes for some people. Like sparkly dress, you know, that's so I said to the ladies, I'm like putting it on is far scarier than not. And that's fast women. It's like, it, it is. I'm like, it's, it's easy to stay in our shadows and deflect and stay in our limitations. Easy, easy, easy. We all, we're genius at it. We master it. It's so yeah. easy. We say it's uncomfortable, but it's not. It's easy. What's hard is choosing the right thing. It's choosing the thing that we know will have us choose ourselves. That's hard. 
that is that is and it's literally the pathway to liberation is that hard because if it wasn't hard more women would be experiencing it and we would be living it and we're not mm. a lot in, 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 and there's no there but that's the path and that's the scariest and that's the hardest is wearing a bikini regardless of what you look like and enjoying yourself hard what's easy is not going to the beach what's mm. hard is having success and having the courage to be seen in your gifts and your genius and shining brightly. What's easy is not. And that's the truth, you know, and that's the truth I've had to swallow over and over again and going, this actually is really hard. Like being somebody that puts yourself in the vulnerable line of choosing love, it's okay if it's hard. It doesn't need to be easy for it to be right. But it's like, it's hard. And I feel like more people get to speak the voice of, Love is hard. Choosing yourself is hard. Shining brightly is hard. Success is hard. But it's but living easy is living in a life that you're not connected to nature. Mm. You know? So the more we choose those things that have us connected to truth, it's like the more we're actually literally at one with the earth. Yeah, I hear you with that. It's <sighs> so wild. It's so wild. Like, this is why I love psychedelics, like psilocybin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, I was listening to something recently. Actually, I did a yin yoga session last night about like the fascia in our bodies and how that replicates the mycelium, which is the communication network of mm. psilocybin and, you know, the way nature works. And it's like, this is also the way the stars, like there's like a correlation or a connection between all of it. And we are stardust, like we are stardust. We are, we are all, we're a bunch of cells, you know, <laughs> we're just a bunch of cells. Yeah. like it's weird it's so weird it like it me so much every time I remember it, I'm like I just want to be called stardust sometimes I ask my partner literally to call me stardust today like I'm like I'm that is the best place to be yeah the microcosm and the macrocosm <laughs> this like connection to it all it's I've, I've, I'm such an advocate for psilocybin for that connection to really drop into that space and understand and see and feel that connection as well. But also not to be a psychonaut because it's not just about that. We can we can actually embody. Psychonaut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, psychedelic. That's a thing. There's people that like spiritually bypass and they just spend their time in the fucking like five, fifth dimension. Not me, have done that, but not me. Like, you yeah. know, I just feel the the um the magic of of the mushrooms, but also other types of medicines as well that are great tools. But I think what you're speaking into is like being able to embody and embrace and create this connection from within that just happens naturally anyway, you know, and like when you were sharing, I was like remembering some pieces of your story that you shared at Enlightenment in the Bedroom. And I really want to hear that again in this moment. I want to hear about where you've come from that's led you to where you are now. Like, how did you get to open your eyes? Mm. A lot Good of question. Stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Which timeline? Which experience? Um, mm. I feel like for me, 
my truth has been that I've always been. So I remember being a little girl and talking to my mom and she was, I still remember a conversation that reflects a lot of who I was as a child and have continued to be that feels so natural to me. I remember saying to her, like, I've always had the state that's like, oh, but there's more. It's like I've always known that there's like, oh, that's not how it's got to be. So it's never been my experience in life that, um, like, even in relationship, you know, she'd be like, Emma, you know, sometimes you've just got to be, um, you've just got to accept that that's how it's got to be, you know. They were very grounding, my parents. And for me, but it's never been something I've stayed in. I've never once, it's never been, I've always known that that truth and that naive, naivety inside of me has always been my path. So my experience has always been like the way I see the world has felt very different though. It's felt very isolating. It's felt very like, um, and that's been the strongest thing for me is realizing that still, even now, it's like I, the way I see the possibilities, it's you really know your people when they allow that to be true, you know, but it's been really scary to own who I am in the world because I felt so different in my language, in my perception, in my experience, in the way I drink in life, pregnancy, birth. Like, it's like I drink everything up and just want to like, oh, like life's gifts. And I guess what had me open my eyes was there's so many different states around all experiences I can share in that. But what, what had me want to be a good person is how I want to share it is I grew up with a brother that's three years older than me and he suffered with addiction and, um, and real, like, just such a different reality to me, you know, and I've really watched self-suffering a lot, self-choosing suffering a lot, insecurity, um, oh, judgment, shame. I've witnessed him make choices knowing that it's only because he still doesn't feel good enough to change his life because of how many barriers people put on him to not ever be able to be different and because of their own perception and judgments and, I feel like he's been my greatest catalyst of me choosing to, because my business is just a reflection of who I choose that I want to be, you know, and he's been my greatest gift of realizing how much um, pain can be created in this world when we don't treat people with re respect and also know that everybody, no matter where they're at, is for a reason, for reason, deep reason, every decision, everything. There's a reason behind every moment, every conversation, every argument, every fear, every, every, no matter how bad it is, there's reason. And when you watch someone and you watch the reason and then you still watch them make the choices, it's been my inspiration to choose that I never want. And it's not a martyr. It's just who I am because of what I've seen and, and witnessed and suffered in. Like there was a lot of, from my own, I could speak of my own perception around what I experienced not feeling safe and masculine and righty rada. But regardless for me, that's it's definitely been a lot of work internally to um, to be in relationship and to be this because of that. But my inspiration and the reason I live with eyes wide open and choose the path I have is because I've witnessed what it's like as a not only for the person in the middle but the person on the outside. And I know that the catalyst of people living a better world is doing the somatic, the internal work and choosing to be better people. And so everything I do, and it sounds so cliche, but it's like I really feel for people, A, that are being judged and people that are judging and that's the places I go in myself is like, how can I just be a better person, including living the life I came here to live?
you know. Mm. So my eyes feel like they've been open for a long time. I was very young when this mm. stuff. I remember you sharing that story and I resonated with it so deeply because my uncle is a heroin addict and he mm. has a very thick mindset around that. I grew up in a Greek family and Europeans are quite Greek people. I've grown up with my grandma sitting around the coffee table with her friends and they're all just comparing their shit and they're all just competing for like who has it worse, you know, that real victim mindset. And then I can see how my mom and my uncle both inherited that and I can see two different lives. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, yeah, when you were sharing that, noticing my own judgments of both of them because they still have the similar mindset, just what they chose to do with their lives is different. But like, yeah, I love the piece around judgment because the judgment is also that part that I judge within myself that doesn't allow myself to be a victim or feel victim-y, even though that is also welcomed and valid. Um, just in the theme, this is just kind of like coming through now as we have this conversation, noticing that, yeah. yeah Not being stuck in the victim, but just giving the victim a voice. Literally, it's like even I'm not okay, but actually sitting and sharing it with everyone and without the need to shift, and that's something I'm experiencing right now, is going, I'm going from the ground up. Like, yes, I've created what I have, but that's not going to take me where I'm going. So I'm looking at it as I'm on the ground. Like, what, what do I need to learn? What do I need to, like, literally get support in every area? And the shifts have been insanely quick of going, you know what, in this area, I don't know. In this area, I suck. This area, I'm sorry. In this area, like, I'm confused. In this area, like, I don't know how to be that and that. You know, it's like, it's not even victim. It's more just like truth. That's what I was hearing, like radical honesty, radical truth with yourself. And literally, it's just like we get to so far being who we were, you know, and then there's this next level that wants to come and it's, and it's all from literally in my experience right now going, whoa, this next level is going to literally take for me to know nothing, literally. And I'm drinking it. Like I'm like, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, I keep saying my partner new things and I'm like, oh, that was that. I was holding pride there. I actually didn't know that. That's why I was actually defensive. It wasn't because I was in what I was in it was actually because I was holding pride and I was actually confused and it's not my genius and I don't know and that and that and that and that and then I'm just like ah I want to share a story because it's it, this yes. has been such yes. a beautifully synchronistic conversation Emma like I can't <laughs> even tell you how aligned I was at a I'm um, going away you probably know Renetha I was at her going away mm. thing on Saturday and I was having a conversation with some friends they were going they're going through a conscious uncoupling right and I immediately went into projection mode and I was like oh are you okay then the scripted questions come came through because this is what I'm passionate about relationships right yeah. and I'm like so what was the point guys and how are you feeling and what's going on and like just asking with curious genuine curiosity and they could sense and feel that and then I could sense, I was like, you guys, there, there was a bit of closeness. And I was like, um, I said, am I prying? Am I asking too many questions that I'm not like, you're not available for? Just let me know. 
And she turned around and grabbed my hand. She's like, can I be radically honest with you? And I'm like, please, I don't want anything less. She's like, I'm actually really bored with your questions. And I feel like they're scripted. I'm like, great. Thank you. Felt the trigger, felt the charge. There's truth in that. They were like scripted. But beneath that, there was a desire that was not being spoken from me of like, wanting to connect with them in an intimate way but not knowing how and not knowing (laughs) what to do right and I just named that I named that in the moment I was like guys I just want connection I want this and then he turned around and said you know I see you post a lot you know you know a lot don't you she ended up going off and having another conversation it was great whatever and then we dropped in he's like yeah I asked him he's gone on his own kind of like journey and he said like I realized I know nothing I know nothing. And I'm like, yeah. And do you judge people who think that they, who used to, who currently think the way you used to think? And he paused and he looked at me with this smile and he contemplated the question. And then he came back to me and he said, yeah, I do. And I also don't. I live in the paradox. And I was like, fuck yeah. He's like, why do we have to ask each other these questions? Why do we have to have all these like rules in conversations? Why can't we just connect and just say, you know, like, what well, do you notice a difference now? Like uh, he, he said something about like, how can you ask a question like that? Like I need time to contemplate that. Like you've asked me now and I've contemplated it, but there's so much more to that question that I can go and explore in my own time and, and experience because I don't actually know. I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know. And it was such a beautiful message to receive. And we got to this place and I was like, this right here in the conversation where we were sharing really deeply. And I said, this, this experience that we're having right now, this place that we're sharing from, this is why I do what I do, because this is intimacy. And that was such a like transformational conversation, but really confronting at the same time. But um, yeah, it's just really interesting how this message of like, I don't know has been coming through. Mm. and it's Um, for me in the paradox is like I used to feel like that meant that everything else would die it's like if I went into a space of knowing nothing that meant that everything that I've achieved my six-figure launches my my success my business how I've done things that really created amazing result that I desired would actually mean nothing then and my genius wouldn't exist if I entered a state of um of the vulnerability of things that I have no idea how to do. And it's like now it's the paradox to me is going, I know nothing. And when my genius is called and I'm in that moment, I know everything. It's so it's paradox. like paradox. It literally is. And I'm feeling it, you know, I'm feeling this this way of being now that just feels like it's never going to change. But I'm also like when I'm called into that and it's my thing, it's like, oh, I, that's where I want to master more. I don't really necessarily want to master the things I don't know. I just want to be in the I don't know. And I yeah. want to be in I want to be in the discovery where before when I when I went through this initiation this week and really healed. Like I'm talking dark, cried for I've still been crying for like six days, but now it's like, oh, oh, like just so cracked open to like laughing. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> last night after sex I was like I'm so liberated before and I was like he like touched my arm I was like I'm so held like I'm just cracked open but Mm. um something that you know I was experiencing was this when I when I got to this I'm like right that means things I don't know all right where I'm triggered 
I got to move towards that. And that's what I got to master. And all of a sudden I felt this, like this, because this, this force for self-identity where it's not, that's not my liberation. I don't, I, I'm really actually fine not being anyone and just showing up and getting paid really well and creating amazing life without this attachment to knowing who I am. And I felt this part of me that was like, right, it's actually my self-identity. I've got to get amazing at masculine communication. This is the things I need to master. And whilst there's essence there that I get to explore and absolutely lean into, I was seeing where I was trying to attach then to an identity that was completely different to just me as a whole being. It was like, right. And it was triggered essentially about like this, just one of the combustion moments for me was when my partner was in exploration with a woman and they're one of my best friends and she's very masculine communicated and so is he. He's like, never met anyone more masculine. And I don't really like to speak too much into energies, but I'm like, you know, structured strategy solution. Like that's it. It's just like anything I say, we go straight there. And I was like, it triggered the wound in me that was like, right, if I'm triggered about that, I just get to perfect it. And actually that was taking away from who I am. Right. So it's like, we can hold the paradox. And even if we don't know some things we don't need to know, but owning that we don't know it is what opens up the exploration of, am I meant to know it or not? You know, Owning it. Owning yeah. it. That's what empowerment is. Owning our imperfections. Owning yes. that. Yeah. Sometimes I feel insecure. Sometimes I feel like I need to play small and I don't want to put on the shiny disco dress because I don't want to be seen in that. And owning that insecurity in the presence of other people and then also owning the part of you that wants to fucking be in it you know and be seen in it and celebrating yeah. that and yeah. the part of you that wants to be celebrated in that as well like owning all of the pieces of what makes us human I see like being a human as like a, a circle and if we look at the circle it's a spectrum it's like a full 360 spectrum of like the human experience human emotions human like um yeah, emotions and feelings and experiences. So from happy to sad, anger, frustration, all of it, all of it in the one thing, if you could name them all, I don't know how many there are, but there's heaps of them. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're all of it. Like when I look at somebody and I'm judging them and I'm like, hey, you're being judgmental or I'm looking at them and I'm like, hey, you're not actually, you're being lazy or you're being selfish. Like I can be lazy and I can be selfish too. How can I give myself permission to like own that part of me? And then when we love and accept ourselves within all of that shit, all of our darkness, all of our shadows, loving and accepting others gets to be so much easier. Like the judgments just fade away and then we start, the triggers go away. That's when the triggers start to go away. Do you notice that? Oh, absolutely. I feel like I'm living in no trigger right now. So I'm like, when it's there, I'm just in it and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. it changes everything. It does. And that's like, and it is a landing. It's a home. It's like when we really start, that's where the inner work becomes permanent. And there's not yeah. many things that are permanent, but it's like there is tangible shifts that when I work on myself in this way and my clients, it's like, I know your life has changed forever. It's not just a moment. It's like, no, there's a difference. And, and everything shifts. And in relationship and in every way, it's so rewarding. But it's like, you know, sometimes our insecurities can have, us in shadow of control and it's like how liberating to be in relationship and deep union with someone you love and know that there's no part of you that is controlling them and you're letting them choose you and you know that you can hold yourself no matter what my partner 
he just spent four days away and he was sharing how it was the first time he's ever gone away in partnership with a group of other people with mixed genders and he wasn't having to question himself while he was there where he was like, would my, like, would this be okay? Would that be okay? And he was like, I really trusted myself. And I was in this reflection for myself because I was like, yeah, I didn't even think of you once. But the thing is, is that it wasn't because, as in like, I didn't think of insecurities or you being in that. And what I realized was, is it wasn't that I trust him. It's that I trust that if he came to me and something happened, that I trust that I'm okay. And it's like these things, when we're whole and complete, we no longer are codependent outside of ourselves of being okay through someone else. So it's not Mm. that we really trust them. It's like anything can happen in any moment. Someone can die, this can happen, that can happen, and nothing is certain. So how much are we willing to do this work to go, no matter what happens out there, I'm secure. And therefore, it's like it's not about me trusting you. It's like letting you be you. We've got agreements. And if there's that, then I trust that there's a consequence and I'll meet you in that. And, like, Bob's your uncle. We're both going to be liberated in life and, and to feel that sense of freedom. And that's a landing. It never changes. Wow. I feel you in that. That's the rain. Oh my God. It's about to start pouring here. I really love that. It's so wild. I I literally journeyed with the abandonment wound and it's been like to meet myself in that, that fear, that terror of being abandoned and feeling the depths of despair that I have been suppressing my whole life. I went there the other week after a rage release and it was intense and it was painful and it was so like hours of crying and purging, like physically painful. And I met this part of me and I was like, wow, I'm never going to abandon you again. It's it's not about anybody else. It's about me and you. And then how free in every area of life. It's like, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm like, okay. I, I if I'm I okay. cheat on me, see, like yes, tell me, <laughs> amazing. Like let's move on. And of course, the pain, but it's it's different pain. It's different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it's so different. I'm hearing you in that. It's like just the natural feeling of grief. You know that, that whatever it is, it comes through. But it's not that. Per- For me, it's not taking it personally anymore. It's no longer about me exactly and it's like I could still be me you're free and this is like he's never felt more free and I've never felt to so much freedom in desiring that for my partner even when we talk about boundaries I'm like it's not actually my natural nature like this is the hard no but other than that you be in integrity with what you represent with us and it's like owning that how much can we just trust and let them be free and trust they're going to meet that and go I don't want because it's not true if I'm like this is a no but actually next week it turns me on. So I'm not exactly. going to put myself in a cage that takes away my own freedom. I'll meet my hard spaces that are just like, that would actually put us in a space that's deficit. But other than that, it's like, how much can I trust? I don't desire to live in a world where I'm controlling anything. I desire to lean back and invite. And it's taken so much work and still is. It's like this week has been the hardest week of my life. And also it's like more. trust and truth right like living in trust of what's true for you in the moment and giving yourself permission for that gives you greater capacity to hold space for other people to trust what's true for them in that moment and respect and honor that yep and navigate it through consequence or not even consequence navigate it through the the truth of love not through and I don't like I'm like I've and I've really wronged myself for not 
having these these and this has been a big part of my journey this week again and it's been so many different ways but a big one was like realizing how suffocating it was trying to be like so many others in the way that they can container relationships and I'm like it's not I'm I didn't even realize I'm the one feeling suffocated in that I'm the one feeling like I'm and the most turn off for a woman is feeling like they're controlling their men so if I feel like I'm controlling you I'm turned off yeah it's not even that you're shut down it's actually that I'm turned off I don't desire the feeling of control or or capping I desire that you you choose and you choose how much and we meet that space and then I know our path the claiming the invitation like oh yeah so I'm hot. hearing you I'm in the same space of relating just being like non-monogamous not not conforming to that at all like freedom freedom with him yeah I was just saying like we are very monogamous he chooses me more than any man I've ever experienced but it's like even with any title we can experience that Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're monogamous. Like, he's okay. like your own. Like you're like yeah, yeah, um, very. Yeah. Cool. But there's a sense of freedom that comes even in a monogamous container. That's like, um, just meet me in truth. And you can share your desires, and you can share all of that with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. last night we were making love to each other's devil. That's like deviate. You know, he was like right now I just want to finish inside of you I was like well is your devil a good daddy because like no you know like (laughs) such such deep like levels inside of like because of the sense of freedom that he has and the sense of claiming I experience for sure in my in what I need and what he needs yeah I love that yeah I love that that's yum that's really yum yum yeah <laughs> this has gone such a different way than I thought it would. I'm like yeah. this is actually gonna be out there in the public but this is just true this is who you are yeah so talk about let's talk about the self-actualized woman tell me about how what is is a self-actualized woman it is isn't it like you said that yeah mm-hmm. um what can people expect from this experience and who's it for <sighs> yeah I love that so it's a three-month program, mentorship. And what to expect is there's an undercurrent inside the woman that it calls in and there's this version that just longs to just be fully claimed and owned and lived with eyes open. And that includes like life changing dramatically in a beautiful way. But it's aligning who we are underneath and living liberated in self-sovereignty and desires and wholeness it's like a self-actualized woman brings forth the woman that wants to actualize who she actually is underneath not tasting it in a thread here and there not like slowly just like it's like no how willing are we just to go this is actually who I am so the self-actualized woman is that and therefore also the support in my guidance of how do we actually like is there any support mentoring in business in life in relationships that can support the actualization of that thing there's a weekly transmission and every week it's based around a different angle of becoming self-actualized and yeah it's it's to it's definitely for the woman that's sick of tiptoeing into that version and is ready just to go self-actualized yeah yeah and not even it's so subtle. It's through it's through so much connection to self. Mm, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. And that's available at any time to join or are you? No. So I've got another one launching in January. There's a wait list though at the moment. Another one launching in January. And I also have a retreat in February that's called Insatiable. And it's for women that, yeah, similar essence, but more pleasure. I'm just seeing you like, like, like the excitement in your body. You're just shaking. You're like insatiable. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> lots of pleasure. Lots of pleasure. Lots of pleasure. Feminine oozing into surrender. Yeah. Yum. Juicy. That sounds divine. That sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I'm going to share all of your contact details in the show notes. Any final words before we finish up this podcast episode? I think it would be, there is no greater gift than liberating yourself into who you truly are and living as a sense of home in everything you do. Nothing is worth bypassing that. No relationship, no family, no business, nothing is worth it, worth abandoning self into disconnect. And that's something I've really learned this week is nothing. I would lose everything for this, truly. Like nothing in yeah. my life worth living in a space that I'm not honoring who I actually am and the fear and the and the shame and like there's nothing worth it, nothing. And that it is safe. It's safe to choose it. It's safe to be all of it. To share, like even on this podcast, the dynamic conversation, it's like, let's just be it all and move towards the things that are going to actualize in a way that makes sense. It's mm. from in- Say that last bit again. I said the things that make sense from inside, a life that makes sense. When you look at it and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for such a potent transmission and conversation. It has like, I, I feel it up. I have had that many chills come through every time. Like you've said some pearls of wisdom. So I'm sure that listeners would be experiencing a very somatic response as well. (laughs) Uh, And that's what I experienced in enlightenment in the bedroom. So thank you. And pleasure. And for those of you listening, I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me.